It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. And we welcome you once again to another Estate Planning Essentials podcast and radio program. My name is Don Crawford, Jr., the grateful owner of this fine radio station, KAAM, and I'm sitting with my co-host, my friend, who is tirelessly and aggressively seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you, and his name is attorney Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Happy July. I hope you're doing well. Doing fine. Great. So am I. Thank you. Today, we're going to talk about a name from the past, which I wasn't really even sure who he was until you brought him up today to want to discuss him. And his name is Norman Rockwell. And he's a great artist from the 50s, 60s, 70s, something like that. And a very interesting artwork where people pay a lot of money for it. And it's kind of simple, but a very appealing, uh, apparently very appealing to many people. And he has sold that artwork around the world. And um, there's a story behind Norman Rockwell when he died and the art that he gave away and where it is today. And this is strange because it's 50, 60, 70 years ago, and we're still going to talk about it. Yeah, because this is actually some artwork that he gave away to the press secretary of Franklin Roosevelt. Franklin Roosevelt. Okay, so That's, Roosevelt was in the, what, the 40s? Or 40s? Right, right. Okay. He, was, he was the president during the war, World mm-hmm. War II. Okay. Uh, and in, it, during that time, uh, the press secretary, in fact, the press secretary, whose name was Stephen Early. Okay. Uh, was given, he was actually, Stephen Early was actually in one of the sketches of Norman Rockwell. Okay. And as a result, uh, he, Rockwell gave him some of his sketches, some of his artwork. Well, and Rockwell was extremely famous. He sure. th- he was in uh, the Saturday Evening Post, which I have no idea if it still exists or not. I don't either. Uh, but <laughs> that used to, he, he was known for his war- artwork and his sketches. Uh, so, uh, now, by the way, you can't give um, gifts to somebody that works for the government nowadays. There was a thing called the Hatch Act, yes. so where you where you can't give things to people who work for the government, except for I guess presidents get things from people all over the world. Right. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, he gave this artwork to early, either probably in the 1940s. Okay. Well, because early died in 1951. And here we're talking about this artwork 72 years later. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, what happened was there was uh, Early had, Stephen Early, we'll just call him Stephen, had three children. And he was married, and the, and the, uh, the children were born of the same marriage. Uh, after he died, there was, nobody really talked about it, uh, but uh, he died and Guess they had still had. There was the artwork, but it had been kept at um, the daughter's home. Her name was Helen. 
Um, Mom died like in 1978 when um, there had been no discussion about this artwork for a long, long time. And then in 2017, you know, more than, what is it, around 70 years after the artwork had been given to Stephen, one of the sons, now the son, the children are older now, uh, and the son is watching a, a speech by President Trump in 2017, and in the background were these rock wall paintings. Interesting. The ones that were given to his family. The exact ones? The exact ones. Wow. And he said, what's my artwork, our artwork, doing on the west wing of the White House wall? Right. <laughs> and so he immediately called the White House. And he said, what's going on here? Well, this was given to us by an anonymous donor in 1978 during the Carter administration. And it's been hanging on the West Wall for all these years. Well, Thomas, the son, immediately sues. He says, all right, what's the story here? I know it must be my nephew who must be up to no good. What he's done is try to launder this artwork and try to hide it. You know what the the old expression is, if you want to hide a treasure, hide it in plain sight. No one will see. Right, exactly. So anyway, so the artwork is on the wall, and he's now sues. uh, He sues to say, hey, we've been damaged. And we all three should have the artwork. Uh, by the way, since he sued, all three of the children have now died. Oh, my goodness. So that was in 2017. Meaning in 2017 they were all alive? They were, they were alive, right. and they've died in the, in the last yes, six five years, six years. Yeah, okay. five or six years. Um, so uh, according to Thomas, he said this was supposed to be for all of us. All the, all, you know, um, he thought it went, the artwork went to mom, and when mom died, it went to the children. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so he sued, and then um, the grandchild of the one, of Helen, says, no, 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 no. This was a gift that was given to my grandmother when she graduated college in the 40s. So Tom, what she what she's saying is, excuse me, that Stephen, the dad, right. her dad, right. the one who had gotten the gift to begin with, it was a gift to her. Now, if it's a gift to, to her, then it belongs to the, her estate, as opposed to going equally from, uh, let's say, from uh, to, uh, from Stephen to his wife to the three children. And so that's what the battle is all about. Uh, so, and he said, well, gee, if if how come uh, the grandchild of Helen says, "Well, if it were if it weren't a gift, then why didn't when you do an inventory when Thomas died, why wasn't that part of the your estate?" But there could be arguments either way. Sure. Um, and so um, uh, he, he 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 said that his grandmother loaned the artwork to the White House, and it really oh, and then by the way, the White House didn't do anything wrong. It was just returned last year, by the way. Mm-hmm. The White during the Biden administration when they saw the light lawsuit, uh, it was nothing wrong with any of the presidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just thought it was a loan. Sure, and uh, they returned it to we'll call the uh, the grandson of uh, Helen Jr. and said, "Okay, y'all decide your own legal battle." So I guess the question becomes, what should have been done? 
to prevent this? How could, what can be done? Here we are 70 some odd years later after, or maybe even 80 years after the gift, Mm And now we have grandchildren fighting over something. What could have been done, or what what are the arguments? Well, first of all, if it was a gift, technically, and most people probably don't do this, but this is the law, and of course you would think the press secretary of the U.S. would know what the law is, but when you make a gift of over the annual exclusion, the annual exclusion right now is $17,000 a year per person without having to report to the IRS. But if you make a gift of more than that, then you're supposed to report it to the IRS. Well, those Rockwall sketches were worth millions. Mm-hmm. There was no reporting. So if it was a gift, why wasn't it done? I was mean, there an exclusion law back then? Yes. Oh, really? Well, since the 20s. Oh, the so 20s. What happened? Wow. Yeah. yeah uh, so 100 around years that. has been yeah, in place. Yeah, what happened was, you know, the reason for the gift tax law... Uh, it used to be just an estate tax. You know, you have an estate tax. If your estate's over X amount, then you're, um, you have to pay estate tax, in which we have today. Right now, it's $12,920,000. Of course, it wasn't anything like that then. Uh, but what was happening was Congress saw that the Rockefellers of the world, I don't know if the Rockefellers particularly, but they would make gifts to the lower generation so they would have a smaller estate so there would not be as much of an estate tax. So they had a gift tax for the people who were, quite frankly, who were more well-to-do from giving away assets. So it's actually the person who makes the gift that's subject to the gift tax and who has a duty to report if it's more than the annual exclusion. You know, this is the law that a lot of people still think is $10,000 a year. It's gone up over time with cost of living or inflation. Uh, it was 10000 for a long time, and now it's 17000 uh, It just went up January 1st. Okay. It was sixteen last year. Uh, so why wasn't the reporting? He should have known. Yeah. Now, most people, there's very few IRS agents that look into this. Uh, so it's probably one of those things that uh, is kind of overlooked a lot of times. And mm-hmm. most people just don't know what the law is. Mm-hmm. In fact, they think if you make a gift, it's the one who receives the gift that gets the tax. But that's not the actual law. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, why wasn't there done that? So I, now th- this hasn't been brought up in the legal procedure, I'm just bringing it up. I, I'm just thinking, well, if, if there was truly a gift, why wasn't it reported? Exactly. You're a member right. of the government. You should know. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Um, and if, if now, if that weren't the case, then what should they, what could have Stephen done to prevent this uh, family feud? Well, obviously, well, sometimes, a lot of times, by the way, art was kept in trust or in LLCs because it's hard to divide. Uh, this was a series of sketchworks, and um, so it's really hard to divide artwork because the values change. A lot of people in their wills or trusts may have a memorandum saying how I want this to be divided. Uh, uh, under t- Some states say that that is, you know, legally binding. In Texas, it's just a guidance. It's not uh, It's not legally binding. So usually people follow what the wishes of the deceased are, uh, and they don't want to change their will or trust every time things they give away something or change something or sell something. Uh, so that's not unusual uh, in Texas that we do that in wills and trust. Mm-hmm. Of course, there could have been a specific bequest um, if 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 he and he could have said, I want this piece to go this one, this one to go this one. Sure. But this is a series, so I don't know. Maybe it's more valuable as a whole than as an individual piece. Makes sense. Um, and some people, so it gets into the issue about how do you divide anything? Some like any personal property after somebody dies. 
you know, a lot of times people get over the over the smallest things. People have um, big arguments. I remember years ago after Robin Williams died, we talked about on uh, his will or trust. He said something to the effect, "All the personal property in the house goes to my children." Robin Mer- Williams was married four times. And on on the fourth wife, one of the personal property items that was left in the home was her wedding dress, and the children, his children, were fighting her over her, the wedding dress. Mm-hmm. So that's when so it gets into some of these things that you think, oh, these are really not important, right. but it gets to be people. more of an emotional thing. It's kind of like a divorce, especially in second marriages and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually a, more of an issue. I love the phrase, "one man's trash is another man's treasure." Right, right, you know, right, right, know. right, right. Some people use uh, colored, like say let's say it goes to children some people have uh colored sticks as to what what each person wants and then they uh other times they get appraisals i know uh i I love my sister but i remember after my mom passed uh she said oh we would talk about the different personal property items different jewelry and she said okay i want our art or whatever i i want this 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 and this and I said, okay, that's fine. We'll get an appraisal, and then you'll just get that much less of the share of the estate. Hmm. Well, maybe I don't want some of those things so much, you know. Right. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you funny. can get a pre- yeah, you can get appraisals, and then um, uh, and then if you want something more, you if there's more than one person that want more, then somebody can make bids and have an auction, and they either have less of an estate or they'll pay for the difference. Um, if it's like photos you or, or, or some sort of videos, you could have copies made, and then everybody could have something. Sometimes people work with a manager uh, who all beneficiaries trust. Sometimes there's family settlement agreements where uh, everybody reach. Uh, I'm doing one right now, or we're just talking about they can't the the, the children can't agree, mm-hmm. and so we're going to have a family settlement agreement, and they're going to have it actually written down. This is what you get. This is what I get because I don't trust each other, <laughs> and 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 so uh, we don't want anybody arguing later on. Right. This is what we get. This is what we all agree on. Where is it going to be? Right. How much? How are we going to do this? Right. It gets to be a little bit more complicated. I like that. I don't trust each other. Meaning, I don't trust me. Meaning, I would start with me saying, I don't know what I'm going to do under those circumstances. Yeah. So let's have it all delineated. Yeah. And there's even online. Um, there's like these uh, services called FairSplit.com. No, huh. no, no advertisement here. But uh, right. so they could act. That helps divide property. Hmm. Sometimes people have mediators to help family members <laughs> focus on the core issues because it's like a like a divorce. It's emotional and and as opposed to rational. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and sometimes people just auction things between the different family members. And uh, finally, if nothing else works, you could have in your will or trust. If my kids can't agree, then I'm going to give it to, to to somebody else, a particular person, and he's going to have the authority how he or she's going to have the authority how to divide things up. Right. Very good. I love the phrase. I know what you're going through. Well, I don't know if that's really true. No one really knows what I'm going through because you don't know the history that I've had with this deceased person. Right. 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 So, so I mean, so every time you do a will or trust, um, you have to. Th- you know, personal property items, which may seem small, are a lot of times 
much bigger to people than you realize. Right. So the more clarity you have, mm-hmm. and if you, especially if you think there's going to be a problem, then it should be addressed in the will. <clears throat> Is it just going to be something a simple memorandum? Or a lot of times people put stickers on something at the and mm-hmm. say this is to go to so and so, and that's okay. And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, you know, at least they had the intention or showing the intention as to what to goes to whom mm-hmm. uh, and when mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, the more clarity, the the less likelihood of a family feud. And that's the clarity you need when it comes to estate planning government assistance, that's life. It's communication. And that's what Michael's taught me for 10 years now. We need to communicate. We need to not have ambiguities, anything that's in the gray, especially when it comes to the legal. And we're not in those people's shoes. We don't know what they've gone through. So we should never say, I I know what you're going through. It's not really true. So have that clarity, be transparent, be honest, and prepare and the best way to prepare for your situation, because you don't, you don't even know what you're going to go through when someone passes away and how it affects you, is to attend Michael's next workshop, which is Saturday, July the 15th at 10 o'clock. And Michael, you've been doing these workshops for a long time. They're very prolific, very uh, time well spent. I've enjoyed them tremendously, and you, you do them so easily now, but you say every time they're also very different. Yeah, every single workshop is different because we ask people what they want to know, mm-hmm. and every time the questions are different. Right. So that's what makes it fun uh, is because you get people having interaction on questions you never, you know, I've been doing the workshops for over 10 years now, and each one, each workshop is different. What we do is we say, what do you want to know? Mm-hmm. I write it on a board. And then through, we do give a, a small presentation to get get people basics on estate planning, and mm-hmm. a lot of times on Medicaid, uh, you know, which is for long term care at the end of, you know, when your people need skilled care either at home or in a nursing home. Uh, but in any event, uh, the we ask people what they want to know, and we have a presentation and we answer those questions during that two hours of that free estate planning essentials workshops. Uh, that you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, it's it's interesting too because there's a lot of interaction between people. It's we call it a workshop, not a seminar, because people ask questions throughout, right. and then you, one person says, "Oh yeah, I had this experience," and "Oh yeah, this is what happened is to me," right? and then other people learn from the experiences of others that they never. They never even thought about. Not to mention those that don't say anything but just internalize it, and then they apply that to their situation too. So it sounds like everybody can really benefit from everybody. Yeah, I think so. And then even if you were one of those people who didn't want to ask in front of somebody else, what we do is we give those only those who attend the free two-hour estate planning essentials workshop Uh, We give them a free one-hour vision meeting is what we call it. So in other words, you get three free hours of legal education on your questions regarding planning uh, without obligation, free of cost. And to attend that free estate planning's essential workshop on July 15th, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com. 
I would be remiss if I didn't mention no, I know, <laughs> those who people who are regular listeners know what Don's laughing about. <laughs> we say this that, is your you favorite know, part of the program. Yes, it gets time. my blood pressure going here. It gets it going all excited because I say the real reason why people go to this free estate planning essentials workshop is not to get the three free hours of legal education, the two hours and the one hour vision meeting, but to get the free KWM coffee mugs. Who can ask for anything more? Yes, you get a free KWM coffee mug, the, the gift that keeps on giving. Every time you have a coffee cup, you have a, a, a cup of coffee, you'll be thinking of KWM and this radio show. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, sign up for his workshop for the free mugs, of course, the donuts, the croissants, the chocolate eclairs, whatever he has that day, that morning for a very invaluable time that you will not regret spending uh, driving. There won't be any traffic. We don't, we hope not at 10 o'clock in the morning when the event starts. So sign up today, dial 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102, or go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. Now, we've got about five or 10 minutes left in the program, and Saturday, November the 4th, is the walk to end Alzheimer's. And Michael's been painstakingly involved in this organization for how long now, Michael? 10, 15 years at least? Well, it hadn't been that long, but uh-huh. it's been, but I, I don't even know how long it's been. Okay. But, it, but, but I am involved. Uh, I'm chair of the uh, section for the North Texas and uh, Dallas and Northeast Texas uh, section of the Alzheimer's Association. Okay. And uh, I hope all will join. We see progress. Mm-hmm. This is the money that's raised for research and besides helping caregivers, et cetera, is now we're seeing it come to fruition. I don't know if uh, probably most of you all have seen that on July the 6th, uh, just earlier this month, the drug got was milestone approval, the first uh, d- drug that got full FDA approval can be where it slows uh, Alzheimer's. Now, for those people at the early uh, stages generally, uh, this is just the first step. Just like in the walk, the walk, the first step, this is the first step of hopefully finding a cure. And we could see that the research dollars that have been, you know, used are coming to finally to fruition. Um, it's one step at a time. You know, there'll be one advance after another advance after another advance. You know, just like anything, uh, when you think about the progression of, let's say, a phone, you know, it takes time, but it'll eventually evolve. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, we anticipate there's—I'm not going to go through any of the other proposed drugs uh, that are getting early approval, uh, but we anticipate or accelerate approval— but we anticipate there'll be another drug that's going to be um, also uh, help uh, later this year or early next year. But this one slows the progression, and it's the first one to get. And it's going to have Medicare coverage, Medicare coverage. That's an expensive drug, mm-hmm. and there are different, just like anything in life, and all drugs, they all have some sort of side effects. So some people may not qualify if it if they have certain genes, mm-hmm. uh, then. Uh, then that may have a problem. So they'll they'll have to look and make sure you're a better candidate first. Uh, There'll be different things, I'm sure, that will evolve over time. Uh, Sometimes, you know, instead of having injections by a doctor, it may be that people start doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, There'll be... uh, 
there could be some risk of any side effect, but you know, you have to say, like any drug, is the benefits outweigh the detriments. Mm -hmm. And to get approval is, and, and the drug is, ex, like I said, it's, ex, it's expensive. Yeah, it's and so a lot of people- $26,000 a year is right. the understanding right and, now. And, and, but Medicare is going to cover 80%. 80%, okay. Yeah. So uh, so again, it's going to be, yes, it's going to still be a problem for uh, some people. The Deduct deductible. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, but it, in some respects, it's uh, unaf Unfortunately, for those who have very limited resources, it's going to be a problem because it only covers 80%. Right. Uh, so, but, but we at least are making a step forward, mm -hmm. and at least some people, if we could slow the progression, and then you take the next step, and then the next step, and it's not going to be a cure. It's not a cure. Don't mm -hmm. get, don't, it's just the first of many steps, I think, and I'm hoping— that this first of many steps will get you to take first of many steps by joining the Alzheimer's Walk. Uh, there'll be th those all around. Uh, I'm going to be the one in Dallas, which is on November 4th. Uh, my team is called Michael's Marchers. Uh, I hope that you will join us. Uh, you could also call that number at uh, it's on my website at DallasElderLawyer.com. Mm -hmm. uh, you could um, uh, contribute if you would like, or just even if you don't contribute, just join our walk team because I think that you're going to find it's a lot of fun. By the way, uh, usually at the beginning of November, and, and the other walks are in, in October. So there's one uh, at Grandscape. Uh, there we it's all throughout the region. So mm -hmm. there's you know there might be one in the uh, Sherman Denison area. There's one uh, in um, uh, Tyler or Longview. That Denton area. is there one in Denton too? Uh, well, that's well, it's Flower Mound, Flower is, Mound. Um, is, okay. is 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 Grandscape uh, okay. is that area. So that's where people in that area would probably go. So the, there's things all around the mm -hmm. metroplex uh, from Dallas, either north south. Uh, uh, and to the east. Great. Uh, so uh, you've been walking for five or ten years. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Our team, Michael's Marchers, has been uh, very fortunate. Thank and thanks um, primarily, I would say, to KWM Don Crawford. I I would be remiss if I didn't tell you how much I appreciate y'all's contributions, which has been very instrumental, and quite frankly, uh, making Michael's Marchers uh, uh, one of the better, uh, one of the leading fundraisers, uh, but most importantly, that we're coming, we're seeing the results of people like Don and his dad mm -hmm. and uh, for making a difference, making the world a better place. Mm -hmm. We're about people, people like you and the Percy Fund, which is named after my grandfather, who started this radio station when it was KPBC, huh. Percy B. Crawford. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. And then we changed the call letters uh, 20 years ago in 1999 when John McCoy was alive and he convinced us to change the format to legends, oldies, golden oldies, and then we flipped it back to Christian in 2017. But nevertheless, um, we believe in the people and we believe in you. If it weren't for you, Michael, we wouldn't do this. But we know your heart. We know your commitment. We know you walk. And we know that this Alzheimer's organization, nationwide and locally, is making a difference. It's why a major person and principal on the board of the Percy Fund, I think we just talked this morning, his niece is a senior director 
uh, for the Alzheimer's Association. And she speaks on behalf of Alzheimer's all over the country, too. I didn't even know this until I found out yesterday, and I, w- I love sharing this with you. So we're really behind this, and we're really excited about Lebequin. Are we saying it? Lekimbi. 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 L-E-Q, no U, L-E-Q-E-M-B-I. Yes. So that's the new uh, drug that's going to help people enjoy life longer, not years, but so far it's just months, knowing that every day is a gift. Well, you know— um, you know, this is different than the one that was done a couple year or two ago, where wasn't get, didn't get full FDA approval. That was a little bit. I'm not going to say smoke and mirrors. It wasn't as proven. This one has proven with at least a 27 percent reduction and in, in slowing Alzheimer's. Great. And so it, this one is the first one that really has gotten traditional approval. And usually, insurance companies follow that of Medicare. Mm-hmm. So this means that your insurance companies, for those people who are not on Medicare, might have coverage too. And so this is extremely great news, mm-hmm. uh, a milestone event that we should all celebrate because we want to make it a better world for everybody to have a more quality of life for a longer period of time. And hopefully everybody will have, it'll finally find a cure. Great. As Neil Armstrong would say, a huge step for mankind. So I'm very excited. I know you are too. So watch for the progress that Alzheimer's Association is making. Watch with this drug, Lekembi, L-E-Q-E-M-B-I. And there's much more to come. We're sure of it. And also when Michael talks about events, sign up for his next workshop. Dial 214 Seven two zero zero one zero two two one four seven two zero zero one zero two, or go to DallasElderLawyer.com. Michael Cohen, I thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. Leading estate planner, practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.